tech and marketing as a skill set is incredibly valuable because like the skill sets, like if you're a developer, just learn a little bit of marketing and you'll be good. If you're a marketer, learn a little bit of dev and then you'll be good. And then like career wise, you're set for the next, I don't know, however many years until automation. Until Web 4, whatever that is. I think we're up to Web 5 now. Like we skipped the web. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we skipped the web. Yeah, I'm not going to explain the whole crypto stuff because I don't understand it. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dreading Sundays. I'm your host, Daniel K. Chung, and today I have the one and only Peter Machinkovic, who is calling from, I believe, Melbourne in Australia. So, Peter, over to you. Why don't you introduce yourselves and, you know, the whole spiel? Introduce yourselves. Like, there's multiple personalities. Maybe. Hi, there's multiple Peter. Peters. Yes, multiple Peters. Yeah, there actually is many Peters in the SEO industry, which is funny. Uh, Peter S as well. Um, so I'm Peter. Uh, my I'm the SEO lead at a company called EasyGo Gaming, where I get to do some cool SEO stuff for a website called Steg.com, which is one of the largest crypto gambling websites on the world. So that's actually a weird, exciting industry. Uh, before that, I was uh, agency side doing um, client work for websites like JB Hi-Fi and Metricon and Harehouse and T2 and all these kind of big Tier, two, tier one clients and doing all sorts of fun SEO work there. And I had a long career in digital working in-house and agency doing all sorts of bits and bobs. And yeah, I'm excited to talk, go over it with um, the fine listeners of Daniel's podcast. Awesome. All right. So in-house now, previously agency side, but let's go to the very beginning. How did you end up in SEO? Like I'm assuming like me growing up in Australia, like SEO was not a career track. Like, how did you find it? How did you end up in it? Yeah, so I always wanted to be an animator. Like, I have a design degree. So my degree at university is a Bachelor of Design in Multimedia Systems, which is kind of like an all-rounder degree where you did design, like, or you did uh, computer science, or you did some um, businessy stuff, and you did some engineering stuff, multimedia engineering specifically. So I know how a JPEG works and stuff like that, like how compression and all that things. What about NFTs? Uh, that wasn't a thing back then. I was aware of Bitcoin when it was first created. I never, I should have got into <laughs> But basically there. So during university, like third and fourth year university, uh, university I had to do uh, work placement. So in, like, it's pretty common in Australia, probably other countries have it as well, where if you're in your third or fourth year, you get to spend like half the year working and then you present on the job you probably spend a semester doing like work placement you have you work at a company and then you do a report on like what you learned so that's basically your entire marks for that semester so i got my first job in the industry at a company called leading edge creative which is a web agency i don't think they're still a thing um but they were like a web design agency that had outsourced developers based in Serbia. And I was, I guess, a project manager, you would call it, or a digital producer, you know, an all-rounder type at that company at the time. And even though that was for work placement, I ended up working there for a year and a half. And it caused me not to graduate uni till 2013. I was supposed to graduate in 2011 because I was working the whole time, basically. So I basically got my start in digital there. And that is actually how I first got experience to SEO, even though I wasn't doing SEO. I did like stuff like page titles and meta descriptions, and I got taught by our outsource SEO expert, which was based in Serbia. And in 2011, SEO was very, very different. 2011, it was all about links and like, you know, like a plumbing business could legitimately have a million links and they're all done by spam and all that kind of stuff. I learned the basics of page titles, meta descriptions, keyword research, just by being like the extra arm and legs to help out with some of our clients that were on SEO packages at the time. The way that we did SEO actually did work for the time. We were like number two for the keyword uh, web design Melbourne, which is one of the big cities here in Australia where I'm based. And it was how I was first exposed to SEO. What I didn't know at the time is I actually was because of that exposure to SEO and I'm, I'm kind of a person who likes to learn like heaps of things. Like when I get exposed to something, I read up on it, that kind of thing. What I didn't realize at the time is I just started following SEO like religiously and I, I just kept up with it. But I also keep up with web dev technology and stuff. So it was just one of the things I kept my eye on for many, many years before I actually got into SEO. So I worked for that agency for like a year and a half. It wasn't really good because it was very stressful. You were junior. They didn't pay very well. Um, they didn't pay on time, which was um, awful as well. So I it, I worked there till about 2012. And then I went back to, to finish off uni. 
I'm just looking over my resume now as well. So like I'm still, I've been exposed to SEO, but I wasn't doing SEO. I think while I went back to uni, so between 2012 and 2013, I would have done some like light affiliate stuff. So I would have done some stuff with uh, what was called Squidoo at the time. So Squidoo was kind of like a hub pages kind of type of website where they, the website was like squidoo.com. You'd write an article, you insert affiliate links and you can get money. It was, wasn't a lot of money, but it was like exposed me to like doing the SEO stuff. And also, uh, it's not on any of my resumes, but probably the single most important thing from my career perspective that shaped my SEO uh, journey was in 2013, where I took a job that I don't list because I didn't actually get to do my job and I didn't get, actually get paid. But the important thing is whether I was trained. And that was, I took a job for $20 an hour as a Bing HRS, I can't remember what HRS stands for, but basically a search quality evaluator would be the best kind of job so basically you would evaluate a query you'd see how relevant a, a particular web page was for that query and the, the important thing was even though i never got paid never actually got to do the job like a actual never did a single shift i was trained for it and that has shaped my seo mindset before i ever did seo properly and that is probably kind of what's side of the journey so like i had to like to sign this nda with microsoft for five years it just basically got trained to do this um grunt work type of thing, but I got to learn all sorts of secrets, particularly about search intent and um, broad scope and narrow scope queries way back in 2013 when I was still at university. So that was kind of cool. Um, leaving university, I was like on the job hunt towards the, because um, I thought like, okay, I'm graduating uni. Um, I worked a year and a half at agency. I should be able to pick up an agency pretty easily, right? Uh, it wasn't easy going out of uni. So I probably spent the like next half year to a year like job hunting like most uni grads would. So I was looking for agency jobs. I actually did interview for one SEO. This is funny because I'm looking back now and it's like it's very clear that I was an SEO guy way back when and it wasn't clear at the time. <laughs> So um, there was like one job I applied for that was an SEO job and I did very well in the interview. I named the tools like Scrapebox. I named Search. I was like knowledge-wise, I was like well above any of the candidates, but I lost out to someone who had SEO experience, which in retrospect probably was a mistake for that company, uh, looking how things turned out. But that's basically like that. Like they didn't hire the grad. Um, I ended up getting another job at a company called Kobe Creations. I was only there for two months, it looks like. It says June to August, but as actually... I think it was two and a half months. I got fired from that job and I was going to quit. So it was a mutual parting of ways because they hired a project manager. They never had a project manager. It was a small agency and they were not equipped to have a project manager. So was not great. But one of the most important thing that got me into this, uh, two important things, the second important thing that got me to switch to SEO was one of the clients that we had at the web agency had an SEO agency. And they, they weren't happy with their SEO agency. And my boss at the time asked me, hey, can you spend half a day? Um, like, you know a little bit about SEO because I've heard you talk about it. Like, you've explained concepts to me. Can you kind of have a look at this client, like their SEO report and stuff? So I looked at the SEO report and they basically were tracking like 20, there was a there was crappy little like, you get a package, like a bronze package, silver package kind of thing. There was like, we'll track 20 keywords and optimize you. And these keywords had no search volume at all. And like the, they weren't getting any traffic for it. They were ranking quote unquote well for like a four, four word keyword that wasn't relevant at all. Um, and, but the only keywords that were actually driving traffic were like keywords that they were ranking for accidentally, like in some article on the website and so on and so forth. So I just wrote up a half pager, maybe two pager report, basically explaining everything and destroying this company, this SEO agency. And like, you know, like the CEO of that agency or like some of the, like the head of SEO who was based in India, I believe, like called my boss and all that. And basically I just primed my boss at the time to just explain this, this, and this, to mention that to the client as well. And then basically my boss had to bat and said that you aren't providing a good service to the client to make our agency look good, just like we're doing due diligence. And that kind of sparked when I got fired, but my boss at the time actually wanted me to do SEO for him on the side, but I didn't really want, wasn't keen on that either because I just didn't want to work with him but like he said that you actually know this SEO stuff really well and you probably should like do that for your job I'm like all right um took some time off went to China got married uh, so, uh married for the second time because I had a wedding in Australia but I got wedding that but when I came back uh there was an interesting opportunity um locally here because uh one of the things I didn't like about my other job at Kobe Creations was that I had to travel to the city 
on the train. I live quite far away. I live about an hour away. I still do to this day. And then I had to catch a tram every morning and I just hated it. I hated life with that. So I decided, okay, if I'm going to switch to digital marketing, I need to get skilled at digital marketing. I need to have time and I don't want to, I don't want to travel there. It's a problem. So I, there was an opportunity locally in the suburb I was in, Berwick, where a pharmacy started an e-commerce business and their website was called Kiana Beauty, the pharmacy called Berwick Pharmacy. And they were looking for someone who was just to be like a, uh, digital marketing, di- communications, like on all around it. Like they were looking for a unicorn. They didn't have much budget. I was paid $30 an hour part-time. So I worked part-time at Kiana Beauty for four and a half years though. I love working there. And I took the job as their digital marketing manager, but I was realistically their e-commerce manager. And I did everything. I was a one-man marketing machine, one-man dev machine, one-man everything. I And the great thing about being the technical person where your bosses are all pharmacists is that they trust your judgment because they know I have experience with clients like Birkenstock and all these, like I, like I had experience with clients based on my first job mainly, but I've worked with like like decent businesses, like agency experiences, two bad agencies, but like I had agency experience and I had certain philosophical ideas of how e-commerce and stuff should do. So I just did everything. I did EDMs, I did marketing automation, I did the analytics setup, I did the um, remarketing in Facebook and Instagram, Facebook mainly because I was actually driving revenue. I did um, paid search and all that. And I did SEO as well because it was basically my chance to, it was my first time learning a technology like Shopify. Shopify was quite easy to learn. And when I learned something, I learned it at an incredibly high level, like an academic level. Like once I get into something, I kind of read up all the documentation. I read up on books. I take up courses. I listen to podcasts. I try to get as learned as I can over it. And I kind of poked and prodded Shopify to be as great as it can be. And this was from 2015 to 2019. I should also mention, I started going to the Melbourne SEO meetup in December, 2014 as well, because once I, you know, for my previous job, I was like, well, I should like see how this SEO thing is like from a community standpoint. And that's been an ongoing thing to this day, uh, which we'll get back to later on. So I worked for Kiana Beauty and I customized Shopify for SEO at an incredibly like custom level. There's uh, Shopify is a hosted platform. There's limitations for it. And because I learned how to code Shopify, I knew how to do SEO and I knew how what it can and can't do. I was like, well, can it do something if I do this, this, and this from a developing standpoint? And it could. And I was able to get stuff done in Shopify that no other SEO on the planet could. And I ended up <clears throat> throughout the years getting a reputation of being like the Shopify SEO guy or like every single time there was a problem with Shopify SEO, like an SEO would have, I would explain how to solve the problem. And that's kind of like built up my reputation. So I worked there for four and a half years. I was very, very happy. It was very low paying. I was only making $30 an hour to $35 an hour at like at most. Like they gave me pay rises every year, but like it wasn't that much. It was only like an extra dollar or two um it's like hourly pay so like they were competitive for the thing but i was very happy working at kiana beauty uh, i wanted to work there for 20 years like really like i love that job it was my favorite to this day my favorite job but like they just they realistically couldn't afford like they couldn't grow to match my ability to grow and command a salary in the um in the industry so what happened was getting my first seo job now like in 2019 so this is eight or nine years into into the into into my career (laughs) actually probably yeah it's probably like yeah it's eight years or eight years into my career eight and a half um i was doing a presentation at the aforementioned seo meetup this was probably my i'm just doing one two three four this was my sixth presentation i've ever done because I've been doing them since 2016, at least according to my resume. I've listed all my presentations and stuff in, in my resume going from 2016 to 2021, which is out of date because I've done some more. Um, but basically, um, I was doing a talk on Shopify SEO where I went over all my secrets. And I did, I've redone this presentation. It's on YouTube. You can just Google it. I did it in, I think, like last year on YouTube for the SEO Collective. But I did the actual presentation and I talked for two hours about Shopify SEO. And one of the people in that audience was a person called Justin Grossbard. Justin is an SEO who runs an agency called Innovate Online. And at the time, one of the biggest electronics retailers in Australia 
uh, JB Hi-Fi, who is, if you're not in Australia, if you're in America, for example, they're kind of like Best Buy or one of those, but like if Best Buy were stronger than Amazon kind of thing, they're like, they're really, really big in Australia. So JB Hi-Fi was, um, is known, is the chatter around was that they were moving to Shopify. And Justin was like the SEO, like his agency was the SEOs for JB Hi-Fi. They had been for years. And he was kind of stuck because it's like, oh shit, they're moving to Shopify. I don't know anything about Shopify. It's beyond my limits. I'm a WordPress SEO guy and I can work with other platforms, but like this is completely new ground. Um, I have no idea. So he probably came to the meetup just to get all the ideas. And because the meetup was a two-hour affair and many people were asking heaps of questions and some of them were Justin, who I didn't even know Justin at the time. He reached out to me beforehand just asking about the meetup and stuff like that. And he asked questions and introduced himself at the at the event but basically like you know it helped position me like further as like the seo expert because i literally talked about every single weakness of shopify how you can work around it how to solve it and like the things i did at kiana beauty to work around um that so one day i was going to catch up with a bunch of other seos for seo beers like you know we're just going to head to a pub in richmond and then like hang out and all that and justin asked me like he reached out to me on linkedin it's like hey I went to your meetup, like, what about client? Like, you mentioned to me on the night that JB Hi-Fi is moving to Shopify. Do you mind coming by my office, like, for 10 minutes just to quick? I just need to chat and run things through, uh, through you um, just prior to it, like, you know, probably just some help or whatever. I'm like, well, you know what? The event, it's not really an event, but, like, I'm catching up with mates at 6 or 6.30. I'll pop by in your office, like, at 5.30 or whatever, like, after work. And I can go there. So he like, I went there, he picked me up, took me to the Innovate office. Um, and then he took me to a room and then he got one of the other SEOs, Monique, to come in. She didn't even know what was going on. And basically I got hijacked into a job interview. <laughs> so like, he was just like, what do, what do I need to do to get you to work for me? <laughs> and like, he was, because I'm guessing at the time, like, I like he did like he knew I was working for an e-commerce company for like four and a half years. Very happy, whatever. Um, but I, but like you know, I was thinking about moving at the time. Like I've been headhunted probably since 2015, 2016, Like pretty like for SEO stuff. Like people wanting like they saw me as an up and comer, and they were there was just every single year. Like Jasmine Isles uh, was headhunting me famously for six years, and I'll talk about her a little bit later. But basically, people have been headhunting me for a long time, and like I'm very picky and choosy just because of my previous two experiences and my first two jobs. Like I pick like a good place to work or a place where I can do stuff and I have autonomy. That's more important to me. Like. Like I was, I could have gotten a higher pay than what I've gotten at Kiana Beauty way earlier. But the thing that I loved about Kiana Beauty is I had full autonomy. So that means if I needed to learn a skill like analytics or data studio or whatever, I just taught myself and I just allocated my time. So it was great. It's only great if you're like a hard, like a person who wants to teach, if you're self-motivated and you have all the resources that you can to teach yourself something, you're confident you can teach yourself something and you just want to have someone else to pay for it. Uh, not like from a core standpoint, but like a, you have you can play with our real website, but it's like to experiment with your advertising or SEO stuff. So that that's kind of cool. So when Justin hijacked me for this interview, he basically kind of begged, and I basically negotiated like on the like on the spot, like basically told him, "All right, well, I'll like I am in, if I'm doing it, I like to be like you know, I like I want to be a technical SEO because that's what I am. I'm like a hard coder. I like I talked about his business because like my job interviews, like starting with that interview there." Um, my job interviews would be more me interviewing them or it's more, and you probably appreciate this, um, Daniel, it's more like how you would onboard a client when you're pitching, right? Like you're trying to like actually understand their problems as a business. What would your role hiring to solve that problem? That kind of thing. That's kind of like, it's not really a strategy, but this is how I approach job interviews these days. And I'm able to, cause I'm a senior, but that's kind of like how I was able to do it. So at the time I was able to negotiate, um, a hundred thousand dollars salary, but that was including super. And if you're not in Australia, I need to explain superannuation um, for you. So super, <laughs> so superannuation, and it's a big deal because, um, like, go, like it's actually a massive pay difference uh, if you have including or not including super. So, um, so it was a hundred thousand dollars salary. So that's what we agreed upon, but it was actually including super. So that it actually is more accurate to say it was a ninety one thousand dollar salary in 2019 to work at innovate online so basically that would be my starting salary they invented a job title for me which was basically technical seo strategist 
basically it's an SEO manager level, but you're a technical, your main focus is technical. So whilst I did have my own clients and my own pod, that's how it kind of shaped out to be. Any client could conceivably have me work on them if, like, you know, you have to bring in the big guns to solve a problem. For example, there's a really, like, a, you need to do a migration or you, there was a mystery to be solved. That's why you're not ranking. I'm the kind of the guy who does that. Basically, when Justin's stuck, he just pawns me off and, like, help. And, like, I, I have a look and say, try this. And I'm usually pretty good, bang on, and, like, finding, like, a fundamental problem with a website. So, yeah. So I ended up getting the offer from Justin, and then I had to resign from... Keanu Beauty, I gave them four weeks notice and I was only legally required to do two, but um, I wanted to give them as much notice as possible, basically because uh, just to help the transition, at least I think it was four weeks, it might have been six weeks, but it, might, it was four, four, four weeks or something like that. It was, it was enough time to hopefully hire a replacement. So, and I actually hired a gun replacement. Her name was Steph and she was amazing. She was like a e-com person, self-taught, um, digital marketer, but actually could code and all that kind of stuff. So she's amazing. I think she's moved on now as an e-commerce role as well. So yeah, then I got started my first official SEO role in August 2019 as a technical SEO strategist at Internet Online. And my first job was to migrate uh, JB Hi-Fi to Shopify. So not bad for your first SEO job. Um, so yeah, um, basically at Internet Online, I migrated JB Hi-Fi to Shopify, they were previously on a platform called EpiServer. Justin keeps saying it's Magento, but he keeps getting it wrong. It's actually a platform called EpiServer. Um, and then basically it gets, um, we had to migrate their old URL structure. Um, the website didn't have the same features as the previous website. So on launch, it was actually missing a lot of things. And I was, a, because I it's I brought a new skill to the company that Justin or Innovate Online just didn't have, which was like, like a absolute process driven technical SEO migration thing. Like I basically do iterations upon iterations on testing redirects and all that kind of stuff. I was able to spend three weeks mapping out redirects for JB Hyphen. and I did 250,000 redirects going to 55,000 destination URLs and only 6% of my redirects went to the homepage. So most of them went to like the fallback URLs went to category pages. And then like at the time, like Jason Munn from Overdose, like he complimented me. He was like, I was watching the migration for um, JB Hi-Fi like a hog to see if they, the SEO agency would fuck up. And basically like you fucking nailed it because I've never seen something so perfect because it was a perfect, as well as you could to do that, that complicated that quickly. Redirect wise, perfect migration. But Shopify has problems. So like it still took a massive hit in traffic. It was like 50% drop in the first month in non-brand traffic just because of the shift. Like, there's pages that don't exist anymore. There were pages that were historically great. It's going to take like three or four months to um, get well. Like basically we had to do that. And we, the funny thing is they also put us on an SEO freeze. So like right before, like they did the migration in September, 2019. And then it was like a dev freeze and an SEO freeze in like October or November of that year. So that means during Christmas, we couldn't do any SEO. So that means we had like, 150 pieces of content ready to deploy like end of Jan or Feb because we kept they kept on paying us but we couldn't actually do anything during that time so like traffic took a hit or whatever at the time but like February we started ramping up again like we did some changes tech wise from the URL structure breadcrumbs we introduced I did audits and JB Hi-Fi went shot to the moon over the next two years and everyone's like really happy with what we were able to accomplish with JB Hi-Fi but we had other clients as well so my role when I first started at Innovate was that Justin didn't really know what to do with my role. Like I was hired to bring a skill set into the company, but like he didn't know how I would fit in. And during October of that year, Justin got uh, diagnosed with a form of cancer. He got diagnosed with, uh, I can't remember what kind of cancer it was, but basically um, he had back pain for a while. And then, like, he had to get emergency back surgery. And then during that surgery, it was discovered that he had cancer. So, basically, we were without our director of the company and the person who was in charge, the person who hired me. And, like, the basically the most se- the only person who can do, like, what you would call tech SEO at, like, his level anyway at the company was gone. And, like, I kind of had to be a de facto head of search, of SEO actually more specifically and kind of fill in because I, I knew SEO really well. Like I've read Bill Slasky, I've 
done all that and I kind and I've presented to clients before. So I had to kind of step up and it was a very stressful, I would say f- f- five months, basically. Like it was incredibly stressful because we were all overworked because you had to all pull together. Uh, we restructured the way that we were operating, like uh, not internally, this is like just the employees structuring like how our pods will work and stuff just to get an effective output for our clients. And like, you know, I was able to form my pod with, um, you know, Min Lu, who she left Innovate now, but she started as a coordinator. She was under Justin for, I think, seven or eight months. And then she was with me. And then like, I kind of had to train her with some of the other stuff and some of the strategy stuff that, you know, she was well taught by Justin, but also had to fill in some gaps as well. And then she and I kind of had to grow our pod to become like a beast, one of the best SEO pods in the country. And like we had to work really, really hard basically till then. But then when Justin got back, uh, we were able to like alleviate a lot of the stress. And yeah, basically I was at an agency for two and a half years and it was good. I liked the way, like the reason why I picked Innovate as an agency to work for was I could have gotten a job um, agency side in SEO like during like 2015, 2016, 2017, like well, well beforehand <clears throat> was that um, during the, introduction when Justin hijacked me for a job interview he explained to me that um how the company was how the company was structured and it aligned with how I aligned like I don't believe in hourly billing I believe in retainer formats and those kind of things like the way the agencies I worked for which were like really really inexperienced agencies like both of them were like one was like a designer who became a agency owner the other one was a developer who became agency owners but they didn't actually have agency experience whereas Justin similar to your old boss, James, um, both work for Columbus. They understand how agencies are structured in some way, shape or form, but then also brought their own twist into um, how an agency is. So like the way it's structured aligned with me, it wasn't, it wasn't stressful at all in regards to the clients. And like I had like at most 15 clients, but only like say six would have my full attention because they would require my level of servicing. So like, I would be the lead that they would parade me as like the genius technical SEO person during pitches and stuff like that. There was actually a slide when we had to pitch again for JB Hi-Fi is like, we have a Peter. That's why I wasn't actually involved in the pitch, basically saying like, this is Peter's like special hit. He's a, like literally the best Shopify SEO in the country. And we're lucky, you're lucky to have it to work on your account, which is very nice that you have a slide dedicated to, to you when in a, in a pitch. Um, but yeah, like, and the good thing about that is I was able to like work on my SEO skills in an agency environment and the skills you get at an agency environment is the ability to forecast or just you see things. So like if someone tells me, oh, if we had the website go down, like, and then Google crawls it, how quick can we bounce back? I can tell them you could bounce back in a day or two because I've seen it happen before. If you're blocking Google, how bad is it? It depends on how frequently you block. I can basically, I've seen everything happen before and I can tell people that that's the, basically I was able to get experience from seeing how SEO responds to SEO inputs and outputs. And basically that's the value for working at an agency. But like, I guess why I've always, I've never really wanted to work at an agency. I've always wanted to be an in-house person similar to where I was at Kiana. And I wanted to just focus on one client. And the things I guess I don't like working in an agency, well, A, I've only got one pay rise at the time at Innovate, which was from, so I started at, I keep, I, the numbers are all including super. So it's hard for me. <laughs> so I guess it was like 91. So that's 100 K, but including super, I got a 10% pay rise. I'm doing quotation marks because technically not because it's including super. And it went to 110. So it was 110 prior to me leaving at December 20. But I would have gotten another pay rise anyway because I was due for a pay rise um, in January. And the way pay rises work in Innovate Online is that basically uh, every single year your pay is reviewed. They give you probably... Um, you know, depending on if you are promotional, probably about 10% pay rise. I actually don't know how much my coworkers that like they mainly hire grads, so they might start at like 50k and they might eventually progress through their salaries and all that kind of thing. But basically, I started at 100, including super, then got promoted to 110. Well, not like I got pay rise. I was six months behind due to COVID. So, what was happening was when COVID happened. We were on a pay freeze for about six months. So we were supposed to get pay rises in financial year. So that would have been in June, 
wait, June or July? Is it after June? After June. <laughs> after June. So like, after financial year, like when they do all the books and stuff like that, they would give us all pay rises. So that's when your salary gets reviewed because COVID happened during, well, I mean, it happened over two years, but it started in March or, and, and April was when they did, uh, did all that kind of stuff. We were on a pay freeze. So basically we got a pay rise in January instead of July. So it wasn't the end of the world, but like we were kind of salty at the time. <laughs> but basically I got one pay rise. I My next one was due in, I guess, January of 2022. So it would have been then, but I would I left the company before that. So I got one pay rise in my time at Innovate. And I only had one job title, but that's because I already started at Manager. So like uh, Justin and I have talked about it. I would have had to be promoted to a director and we would have probably called myself Director of Analytics and Technology or some bullshit title, but basically the same job, but like just different title because there wasn't really anywhere else for me to go up because there's only two directors in the agency, which is uh, Mel, the head of paid search, and Justin, who's the head of search. So, yeah, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. I was already at manager, so it was basically fine. But, yeah, that's kind of like where I was at. Um I got really stressed out in my second year at Innovate Online. First of all, I think I was really upset that one of our clients left us. I was There was a client called T2, who was my favorite client, and I was really, really upset they left us because they didn't leave us because of our SEO work. Our SEO work was excellent, but they left us due to paid search. And we're a team, and like you know, you stand up for your team members and stuff like that. But I'm kind of upset that in agency life, that people like even if you do good work, like you just get taken away from you because of some bullshit. Um. So and so, I'm guessing I'm not made for that from an agency standpoint. I I want to build on something and make sure it's still there, and I keep building it like it was at Kiana. Uh, JB Hi-Fi went out the pitch, which was stressful, but I wasn't stressed because JB Hi-Fi them themselves. I was actually stressed because of what happened to Innovate. As a result, like they kind of chicken littled and overreacted. And they basically, we were getting record results every single month SEO-wise for JB Hi-Fi. But Justin kind of injected himself into our into our monthly meetings and kind of made it made it seem like that we weren't doing as well, even though we were crushing it. And it annoyed, it really annoyed me and it annoyed everyone else <laughs> who was working on the account. But I mean, we ended up winning them again because obviously it was just a, I guess it was just a pay dispute, I guess, between the agency and the company. They were just negotiating like the retainer. But like, like basically that happened, that also happened. And I was also kind of over doing some stuff. Like I was doing a lot of Google Analytics work for like Metricon and Levi's. And I was just over that because like, I just don't want to do it. It's too much of my. Uh, it's too much of my stuff not doing SEO. So I was just like, I'd rather specialize and just do SEO now. Like I'm done with analytics. So in August and early September, I got asked to interview for seek.com.au. Seek is the largest job um, board in Australia and probably in the, I guess, Asia Pacific region maybe. I actually don't know the market that well, but they're a big, big website. And they've got one of the biggest SEO teams in Australia. They've got very, very talented people. Um, Their head of SEO is Mike. Um, they got people like Socrates and Run, and um, they, at the time they had um, JC, who's like known as the expert Python SEO. Um, so I was really excited to interview with them. Um, I interviewed with them. There were the problem with uh, so with Seek, I was referred to from to interview by uh jc um who is who was one of the seos working on a website called drawer but he he's a very well-known seo and i was also referred externally by jason mundy global head of search or whatever his job title is at overdose digital so basically internal reference external reference the head of seo at well he's technically his job title is head of visibility or whatever but basically it's what you want if you are going to go for a job, basically someone inside the, inside the company wants you to work for them. The person who makes the hiring decision has a strong recommendation from someone that they trust externally from the company. So two good words, those kind of things. I, I think I was one of the first to apply. So obviously I was in, uh, informed about the job. And then I think it was two or three weeks later, I actually got the job interview. And like, it, so it took a while. And again, like, as I mentioned earlier, my job interviews aren't job interviews, like they're casual talks. I talk about like, okay, what do you guys, so you guys have SEO, like you already have an SEO team. Are you planning to expand it? Like, what's the plan here? And then like, you know, you talk about it and like, they talk about me. I said, well, 
you know, I'd, I'd be following SEO. So that's basically the stuff I mentioned in this conversation and like all, all the stuff that I've done and accomplished and innovate and like my desire to go in-house because I could focus and all that kind of stuff. And it also the good thing about Seek, which I don't have in my current role, is that they actually have an SEO team. So that I, there's actually very, very few job opportunities in this country where I can learn SEO. Like I've been the most skilled person in every company I've worked for for the last seven years until my current job. So Akiano and Innovate, so two companies. But basically I was the skilled person at the company. Like I at, at Innovate, I was the one who knew, even though I don't do paid search, I knew analytics and shopping feeds more than anyone at the paid search team. And like I knew all the technical SEO stuff. So like day one, I walked in, I was the most skilled person from a tech, you know, hard tech skills. And Kiana Beauty, well, my bosses were pharmacists, they're not digital people. So obviously I was the most skilled person there for that particular e-commerce website. So it was good. For, there's not many jobs, opportunities for me to actually learn from other SEOs because I'm generally, I'm more skilled than they are. Like they could only teach me like link building or like something like that. But like basically that's it. So for a website like Seek, it's probably one of the few places in, in the country where I could actually become a better tech SEO. Um, so that was exciting for me. They made me take a test, and you can take it as well. Uh, it's called cryptex.site. It's a test that a lot of these companies here in Australia, I guess, use to evaluate um, search candidates. So it was a technical SEO test. It's a puzzle. Um, if you're looking for a job in the, like the 150K range, they're probably going to make you, and it's a tech SEO role, they're probably going to make you take this test. And I took that test, and I did really well on it. I was one of the few people who've, passed that test i think they actually had like three candidates pass so like is that it wasn't as hard as they hyped it up they were like this is an impossible test blah 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 but i was able to pass it but that was two weeks after the interview so like they are slow so like i wasn't like openly hop like looking for jobs and all that kind of stuff so basically it's already been a month or five weeks or six weeks since the process got kicked off that i was only two steps out of four or five during the whole job hunting thing which is like fine but it's like too slow for my liking so during the application with seek um a good friend jasmine isles calls me up jasmine uh works at where i work now easy go so obviously you know where the story's going but basically jasmine's a recruiter and she's been trying to recruit me for six years she's come to the meetups every single like or she was a regular at the meetup always casually going, hey, Peter, interested in, I got this role, you interested? Like that kind of thing. It's like just, you know, building that relationship over the years. She just happened to catch me where in the rare instances where I was actually interviewing for a job. So I just told her, hey, yeah, I actually am actively interviewing. I've only, act- I was fully transparent with her. I was like, I was interviewing with Seek, the salary range on the, on, on, on the role I'm interviewing for is 120K to 150K. And like, I am probably the top candidate interviewing based on the fact that I was internally referred, externally referred, and I passed their dumb little technical test. Well, it wasn't dumb, actually. It was a very enjoyable test. Uh, it took four days to solve that. So I was like, yeah, so I'm like pretty sure I'm going to get this job. I'm like hyper confident, but like, what's up? And she's like, well, the company I work for is called Easy Go Gaming. You probably never heard of us, but that's fine. But we're looking for an SEO and I and I'm think and I thought of you. And I'm like, great. All right, I'll explain the company to me because I'm still confused. Like Easy Go Gaming, what is that? Is that an apps company? Is that this? Is that that? Blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like the way it's structured. I don't I don't I can't say how it's structured because I'm not a legal expert, but basically stake.com is the main website. We're not allowed to operate stake.com in Australia due to licensing and all that kind of thing. So there's a kind of a, le- a couple of levels of separation of like who operates stake.com versus like who owns EasyGo. And then like, so it's, but basically all the dev work, design work, cust- like um, some of the customer service and stuff like that all happens at EasyGo here in Melbourne on a website that can't legally operate in Australia due to gambling license laws for an online crypto gambling website. So I'm like, great. All right. Well, we had a quick chat. I might be interested since I'm interviewing. That's great. So let's talk about, uh, pay, pay me in for an interview. So the next day she got me a job interview with their COO and their head of CRM. Um, and they didn't know at the time, they know nothing about SEO. I uh, probably still don't. Uh, but like they, uh, but basically they, they interviewed me and it wasn't a job interview. I was interviewing them. 
I basically said to them, hey, you got their website. I can see that you're built on Saturday and SvelteKit, so, but you haven't actually got any of the content modeling set up for um, SEO stuff. You haven't even got like stuff set up for page styles, men descriptions, anything like that. You haven't got your sitemap. You don't have a sitemap. Your robots or text doesn't exist. So like, what's the plan? I know you're headless. I basically said all this stuff about technology and they basically said, you know more about the website looking at it in two seconds than we know about the website. So they were, they were like, basically impressed by that and i basically explained to them how the process works for seo like what you would need to do um basically like how it's different for a big website like them it has to be very product focused and seo has to be part of the product and all this kind of stuff and yeah so half an hour later i got a job interview and i can't say how much my job offer was but it was within the range i was looking for which was higher than my previously mentioned salary and like basically it was that so i ended up accepting the offer like i actually got good advice from jazz um she because I, I was still interviewing with seek seek was still my first preference at the time but they were super slow and i was over it. i was just like oh my god like are you guys gonna make a hiring decision like you want to hire so many seos in the next three years like just make it like be quicker about it like there's still there's still like meet the team part of the process there was still a psychological test it was like yeah there was like still more steps to go so i was like all right just give me like defined timelines at least so jazz gave me good advice to say hey say you got an offer say your offer expires because jazz was very generous she gave me five days to accept the offer and basically say bring that to seek and just like talk to them and say what's the what's the plan like you know like because like she knows that seek is like those companies like seek like big companies uh have all these barriers to hiring like there's a slow bureaucratic all that and yeah, like the the person who was doing the recruiting for Seek was a little bit slow. And basically we talked about it like the following Monday. So it was like three days after I gave him the heads up and I followed up. And she was like, I don't know if we're in a position to actually make the hiring decision. So like you have an offer and you're happy with it, just take it, I guess. And she was like, oh yeah. So yeah, I ended up accepting the role at, at EasyGo. Um, I gave nine weeks notice at Innovate. So basically I wanted to finish up in the year. I have client relationships and most importantly, I think you know this as well, Daniel, it is very hard to hire an SEO. So I wanted them to be in a position to hire a replacement. So I gave them nine weeks, finish up my the year with clients and stuff. Whoop, my computer went to sleep. Hopefully I'm still there. <laughs> my computer just my computer screen kept on going to sleep. All right. So basically I gave, yeah, I gave nine weeks and I finished up the year. And like, you know, it was, it was tough because like I have client relationships, like, you know, like I send an email letting them know and they're like, what? No, like, you know, Peter's leaving. Like it was shocking to them. Um, and same thing when I left like Kiana, like when people find out I left, they're like, why didn't you tell us you were looking like we had a job, like we had jobs and stuff like that. Like certain people, like certain agency owners and stuff like that. The same thing happened last time I left the job. They were basically upset that I left. I didn't tell them I was looking for a job. So I ended up wrapping up. We weren't able to hire a technical SEO to replace me. Still haven't. Um, they hired a replacement manager level. So we guess for client and this SEO stuff, but not my specific skill set and innovate but it's in fairness to them it's very very difficult especially like even at the salary realistically i think most of the tech seos in australia probably could make fit one they, they honestly they, yeah that for your role no one can actually there's no one in australia who would everyone want already to. everyone already has the job Every, mm -hmm. everyone already has the job so like even if we, we advertise the job i think for 110 to 130 and we weren't able to find a replacement because everyone, like someone mm -hmm. like, say, Dayan, your former co-worker, mm -hmm. probably already, they already got a job. Like everyone's like at that skill level got the job. And they're so, making yeah. the same salary with their own side hustle. So money's yeah. not an issue here. Money is not a money thing. And like, plus there's some people who specifically, I know my bot, my Justin reached out to, they said, oh, well, I don't want to follow you. <laughs> like that's like weird. Cause like they already have like a similar role at a different agency why would they jump agency to agency to take my job? Mm. It's kind of weird. It's like, cause like you're now take like, it's cool to work with JB Hyper and all those clients, but like Peter's already set the thing there. So it's kind of like, mm. yeah. so yeah. So like after that, I took the job at easy go gaming. Um, I, it was kind of hard starting at easy go, honestly, because um, when I started, um, I started out during a COVID Omicron thing. So like, first month was working remotely so i didn't get to meet like i didn't meet the team members during like i went to the christmas party for example so i got to meet people but it was only like a quick like it, i mean i was there all day but like i barely couldn't register faces or anything like that so i worked the first month remotely so i just did a audit 
I wrote it, I documented the audit, but like I was in the marketing team to begin with. And then I think a month in, once we once I was in the office, there was a decision. I can't remember when it was, but they decided to switch me to the product team, which was actually a really, really smart move. So like instead of me, because like we don't even have a CMO, like it's all under the COO. Like we do have a great marketing department, but like it's not really defined like who's in charge of who and like reporting. Like I would report to the COO, but he's got he's busy negotiating with Drake or whatever. So it's like a weird like dynamic. Whereas the stuff I need to be got, got done was actually quite technical with like how a CMS works. So they shifted me to the product team and I was in the front end room. So basically I got basically a dedicated front-end developer to work with which is great because i got to teach him like the stuff that we need to do to get seo right and then like i also worked with the chief product officer uh, he got promoted to chief product officer dan dan who's like my manager i guess but basically he's just like checking in like this make sure that seo stuff got done with the right priority and like even though like if i i keep telling like my fellow seos like it took me from january to like i think may for paid sales and meta descriptions to get done on the website, but it's actually more about the infrastructure for a custom web app than it is for like, oh, we finally got paid sales and meta description. Like we have a pro, like I can now edit it on almost every page on the website. So it's actually getting our CMS Saturday to work with our front end and also make sure it fits in with everything else in the product and stuff like that. So it was more about building the processes for SEO as opposed to actually doing the SEO work. So yeah, six weeks into, so my, my job title at um, EasyGo was, I was hired as SEO specialist, which I guess was the job title they originally created. Like when they first created the job, they actually intended to ha- hire a content person. So this would have been like middle of last year when they had the idea of like getting an SEOE person on board. And then Jazz, who has experience hiring SEO, is like, no, 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 you need a person in charge of SEO. But like they, I think they only had budget for like 100K or something like that at the time. But then like when she realized that like basically she advertised the role, got a bunch of duds apply. And then she went to them and was like, all right, time to headhunt. If we want someone like Peter, we'll have to hire him for X, X, Y, and Z. And they were cool with that. That was fine. Like after the job interviews, like he's asking for X and they're like, yeah. <laughs> like they were, they were fine with it. They, they, the crypto money is insane. Um, so like they basically... They were able to hire me. Um, six weeks into my job, um, I got a promotion and a pay rise, which was actually part of a company restructure. But like, you know, like it's made sense because like I got the job title I was probably supposed to have, which was SEO lead. So like basically the person in charge of the SEO product. So it better reflected my work on the product team and better reflected like what I'm doing, which is the person in charge of SEO which is fine. Like I'm like in the process of like building out content people and stuff like that first. And I don't know, like I might hire link people at the moment, but like right now I'm just using a particular service for it. So, which is fine. But yeah, basically building like, which is a great thing for me because I get to build a team down the line. Like this year, I'm hoping to build a team for SEO. I mean, first I just want to get like the first rankings, which we've got a first few page one rank, uh, page one rankings, which is always great little bit of a ego boost and then like people can actually google stuff and see like our website ranking for stuff because um it's a great opportunity because one of the things that made me decide to really go for it a i was excited about the technology um i was excited about the it's a different opportunity than seek where seek i get to work with other tech seos and it's just tech seo i would have loved that as well and still something in my career that's missing from my resume is to work with other elite tech SEOs and learn their skills as well. But it's my opportunity to be the lead to build an SEO team, which I didn't actually have a chance to do. Like I built, like I helped build my pod, but that was, that's really more credit to Justin, not me. Right? I'm not doing, like he was the hi- person hiring. Like I did the training and like all that kind of stuff. That's fine. But I didn't really build the team myself. Whereas I get to do that here at, at Stake. And also stakes like a, it's what I call the ideal in-house opportunity. It's a sleeping giant, basically a website with like a DR75 links from like the Premier League and UFC.com and like all that kind of stuff, like five years of like great equity and all this kind of stuff, like as an entity. And plus like brand search is crazy high over the past year and it's awful, got awful SEO. So like a junior SEO, if they had the right pro, if they were able to communicate what needed to be done in Saturday, they could have succeeded with like at least the beginning parts, but it's kind of like they've skipped a level and they've got like someone at my levels to do their SEO. So it's actually, it's good for them, 
would have been nice if they did it earlier, but it's not bad to actually build up all the other stuff, like the brand stuff and all that first. And then like all of a sudden now have the opportunity to go after SEO in like one of the hardest industries for SEO, which is, yeah, that's kind of that. So yeah, so uh, my pay rise was, so if you listen to hope because I can't mention my salary, but like basically I accepted a role which was within my budget at a higher salary than what I was on at Innovate. And I mentioned my Innovate salary. And then I got a 30% pay rise six weeks into the job. So that's the current salary that I'm on now. So if you have a calculator, you can probably figure out roughly what I was make, what I'm making now. So yeah. But Very basically, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of and that's kind of seems to be the rate at the moment for like because what's happened during COVID, especially in Australia is that tech salaries have gone up 20 to 30% or even like even like in the last couple of weeks or whatever, it's like gone up. And the major reason for that is due to, well, A, the value of e-commerce went really, really high and like tech and stuff went high during COVID, but the lack of supply of talent um, due to border restrictions and declining population. Australia is still declining in population. So people, more people are still leaving Australia than coming in. So even though COVID's not over, but like the restrictions and stuff, closed border stuff's over, we're still in a phase where salaries are going through the roof. Um, one of the person I trained at Innovate, I hired at Innovate, I hired a junior technical SEO to work under me. And I had him for six months before I left. So basically I had him since, I guess, June or July of last year until the end of the year. And then basically he was on his own and he recently just left. And he's only basically had a year of experience and, and he's making almost as much as I I made when I started at Innovate. And he's only had he's one mm. year into SEO. Mm. Um, he deserves it. Um, he's still a little bit inexperienced, but like from a, ex, like skill-wise, I trained him well. So like, you know, his skill level is probably better than someone who's three or four years in the industry because it's more of an indictment of our industry. Um, but basically, but basically... He's at a level there, but he's still a he's still in his first year of agency. So like he's still at like that. So yeah, basically salaries have exploded. There's people who like I heard someone um, for Neil Patel's agency only two years of SEO experience on 105, for example. That's what the recruiter told me when they were trying to headhunt me. And there's like yeah, there's people who are only having very very little experience getting quite good. What salaries I would have thought were good a couple of years ago. And people like at like a senior level, like us, Daniel, was, are getting way, way higher as well. Like I'll probably get a Like when I get my pay review, I'm still technically in probation, but I'll be fine. But basically once I get my pay review, I'll probably get another pay rise as well. Like it's basically that kind of thing, like just to even keep up with the market. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a, that's, it's kind of a long journey to get to where you were because especially when you didn't have your first SEO job until 2019 in my perspective. But like it's one of those industries where it's kind of a blend of tech and marketing that tech and marketing as a skill set is incredibly valuable because like the skill sets, like if you're a developer, just learn a little bit of marketing and you'll be good. If you're a marketer, learn a little bit of dev and then you'll be good. And then like career-wise, you're set for the next, I don't know, however many years until automation. Until we're four, whatever that is. I think we have to wear five now. Like we skipped the web. <laughs> <laughs> we skipped the web. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to explain the whole crypto stuff because I don't understand it. Like he was like, "Oh, what's the, what's the?" Like I told someone what we did, and then they asked me, "Oh, what's a good crypto?" And I'm like, "Do I know like what's a good crypto I want?" Like I want a thousand dollars in crypto. I just took it out of Bitcoin. My wife made me sell it straight away. Like it was just basically, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all that. So yeah, that's kind of like my my journey to seo like it was actually i did start as like a all digital all-rounder and i'm mainly self-taught like one of the things is i never really got mentored in seo at all like like by the time i went to innovate where i could have possibly got mentored by justin like justin i have learned stuff from justin but like it's not like he mentored me like he mentors like a junior high for example it's a very different um relationship dynamic because like i would say like Offset, he's learned more from me than I've learned from him. But like, I've learned a lot from working with him. But like, it's not a mentorship kind of thing. It's a different type of relationship. So, like, everything was self-taught, and that's why it's always like I give the worst advice because it's advice that only works 
applied to when if you're me so it's like oh how do you do a shopify seo it's like well i can give you shopify seo advice but the problem is only i can do this particular technique or this particular technique because i know how to code in liquid so and you don't presumably so yeah it's really really hard like i do give like i do mentorship actually i have a mentee at rmit so like he's like a 20 year old and i've given him like career advice as part of the mentorship program and and i'm hoping to actually got to get back to him I, you know, like follow up with this stuff but like it's actually really really nice to give people like advice on how like i've given multiple people advice in their career like uh monique from my previous from, the, from innovate like she was actually let go during covid and i was able to help her get a job at an agency called impressive and like directly like recommend her and that kind of stuff and that makes me feel happy and like the fact, the fact that she's now the seo at coinjar like, you know, she's moved on her career. She's done agency for five years. Now she's doing in-house. And, like, that makes me so proud. Like, someone who I was able to work with and, like, I guess I kind of mentored, but I also, like, was able to help out in her career. Like, she got the job at CoinJar because she came to the meetup and then, I guess, the person at CoinJar were there. So, like, indirectly for the second for that job as well. So, like, I've kind of helped her out in her career. Like, Min, who was the SEO manager, she got she started as coordinator, got promoted to executive manager. She should have got promoted earlier. This is a weird thing when you let, let people go or whatever. But basically, like I helped, like I was her reference when she left. She got she got a job at Thermomix, and basically, um, you know, I was her reference, and I was able to let's basically sell her as like every single one of our clients at Innovate would hire her if they were allowed to. Basically, like she's a superstar, who she is, and like Nick, who I trained as a technical SEO. Like he didn't need my help. He name dropped me when he was interviewing for, for agencies. So he's like, "Oh, my my mentor Peter like taught me this and this and like because because people in Melbourne at least know who I am from an agency standpoint." He was basically able to shortcut his networking in his career by just using by being a parasite and draining my my network. So so, so that's kind of that's kind of how that's kind of his solution for career progression which worked out well because he's actually for someone who's one year into his um uh into this industry is making really good money <laughs> so like um yeah that's basically i'm so happy to help people out like career-wise like i i haven't mentioned like the most important thing probably from seo step was that the seo meetup here in melbourne is amazing i've been going to the seo meetup since 2014 we run it we used to run it in pubs and stuff it's been going on since 2011 i've done what one talk, uh, two talks, three talks, four talks, five talks, six, maybe six or seven talks, and maybe a bunch of panels and stuff at the event. <coughs> but it's really, really amazing because like it keeps you motivated to learn SEO. You get to meet people at the SEO community, like salary stuff and all that kind of thing. I get my vibes from the community. Like we were talking about a former client of mine, a big company, were hiring an SEO uh, role in Australia and some of the people were telling me that they were looking for someone who were like 60k a year and we were laughing about it because like I knew how much that they spent in SEO back when we had them as clients and they were spending they probably were probably spending more on SEO than any other retailer in Australia like they really thought SEO was valuable um, and basically it was just funny how like the mechanisms of like hiring like an agency internally in one company but like the internal mechanism because like that person's underneath this person and they can't make more than that person but that person's not making like 80k or whatever so like they can't make more than that and it's just funny like kind of seeing like the massive differences in budget and stuff like that with some of these internal like i like if someone asked me to work for that company i would say no you wouldn't work for that company they're not a good company to work for just because we've seen the internal competition and stuff for it so that's why it's important to have a good network actually it's probably one of my big career hacks was that i was able to develop a good network not that i did it intentionally like i went to the events because i enjoy this kind of stuff but it's like it's kind of like just meeting people with friends it's just like something you do and you get that you get access to information that you can't possibly have because you know people who have that information have done it before like nick who i trained he has access to like salary information or like who what's a good agency what's a bad agency all that because i know that information so he just like ask me the same way that he asked like how to do a configuration of screaming frog he was just asked me that kind of stuff for his career like that's the kind of stuff that he would access and same thing with min or whoever like you know min's on a shopify website so she can ask me whatever 
Like that's the value of a network. The fact that they know me, like, and I will always have their back for the rest of their career. And I, and until unless I get like chased out of the industry because I've done something controversial, like um, say that subdomains are in fact better than folders, then like <gasps> basically, <laughs> then basically, like they 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 have that relationship with me for their entire career. So I think that's really important from a salary standpoint. Like it's really it's actually kind of unfair that people who don't have a network. Mm. They're kind of stuck because like, I remember when I was first applying for jobs and no one knew who I was, I didn't even know what I wanted to do. So that's a big sign that like, no one's going to like, you wouldn't know what to hire. Whereas my attitude is very, very different to jobs or hiring now is that I don't, like I mentioned, I don't do job interviews. Like I'm trying to impress them. If they don't know what I've accomplished by the time we have the job interview, there's something wrong with the recruiter or something wrong with the person who's doing hiring. Like I'm here to discuss the opportunity and the work and like, what you actually want to get from hiring the person that you're trying to hire, like, and like have a good fit because I'm not interested in money. I'm not interested in like all that kind of stuff. I actually want to know if the job is something I want to do because that's what you do with all your time and like money. Like I could, I'm at a stage now where I'm at a salary range where I could take less money. Don't, don't let my wife know. I could take less money and I could work on a cushion job or I can leave at any time. Like if I, like if I were uh, leave this current job right now like i'm still on probation i could get another job pretty easily like it wouldn't be hard like even if i lesser pay or whatever like if i had to make mortgage payments I, i'm responsible for money i could probably live off a couple of months with um with like no income or whatever but like but like i could get another job it's not a big deal like it'll be fine but like that's the that's because i'm at my stage of my career like if i was a middle midweight or as a junior person it's i remember what it was like it's really really hard and without a network without connections like it's one of those things like you're not good with money until you have money you're not good with networking until you actually have a network how do you even build a network that kind of thing like i got mine through events but most people do it via the agency they do it via like you know like they talk to vendors they talk to this that's how they build it naturally for their work so yeah it's it's kind of weird like once you have like the leverage and negotiating everything's like easier whereas when you're starting out it's so hard like it's way way hard way harder because a you don't even know what you want like well, I didn't know I wanted to do SEO. Like Daniel, when when, when did you want to do SEO? Like, <laughs> did you do, uh, do you even want to do SEO? Like, is it, hey, is hey, 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 hang on. <laughs> oh, that's a good if, question. If, if, if you actually, if you know SEO so much, name all the O's. <laughs> How do you optimize all this? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I like, optimize the optimization. Yeah, it's it's one of those weird things. Like SEO is not an industry you can get into. Like, actually, I had a recruiter reach out to me recently, who wanted me like they not leave my job, but basically take a teaching job at Monash University, um, like to teach like digital marketing or whatever, which I could have done, but I don't have time. I'm mean, at a stage in my life where I'd rather be at home and hang out with my family or my dogs. Well, my family, my dogs are my family. What am I saying? Um, but basically, like, I'm, I'm not in a state. I'm in a different stage of my life. So, like, if I was 27, I would have loved to do that. But like, I'm 32 now. <laughs> so I had to do some quick math. So uh, I'm 32 now, and like, I'm in a different stage of my life where I wouldn't want to do that. Or if I did do that, it would be too draining to do. So, like, I have different obligations. Like, I run, I run an SEO meetup every month. Like, that's enough. That's my that's my time constraint investment done. I mean, I'm sure you have all the time in the world to do a podcast and stuff. Uh, but like, but yeah, like, yeah, like basically, I'm looking at the clock because I'm like, can I? Do I have enough time to walk the dog? I probably do. It's seven thirty, but like, yeah, it's just like I can't teach five forty five to like nine o'clock or ten because like the dog wants to walk. And, I, and the German Shepherd, I'm the only one who can walk him because my wife can't walk him. Like, she can walk the um, Golden Retriever puppy, but, like, not not the big boy. Uh, but, yeah, it's you get to different stages of your life and the market demands all change. SEO becomes more valuable. You're more valuable in SEO, and that's where you can command the salaries. Now, we're still in a growth phase for SEO. Like, let's not pretend, like, it's entirely possible. In 10 years, SEO is no longer a thing, and we have to do something different. Like, our jobs could switch from seo to like organic visibility or some some something like that like something a little bit more intangible google lensy or whatever but like as it stands right now like that's kind of where seo is from a thing like the important thing is to get skilled 
um, to know to know your industry, uh, know what you're worth and how valuable what it is you do, and understand that like it's hard to find good people, and people want to hire a good SEO, like someone who has ownership of SEO. Mate, that mm-hmm. was that was brilliant. Like, like I think yeah. if you're listening to this, I I would encourage you to go back to the beginning and, and listen to this a few times. Because I'm not even going to do a recap. I lost track of my notes because Peter dropped so many good nuggets. Whether it's about how to learn as quick as possible if you really want to learn SEO to stuff he's talking about networking, like like towards the end, that stuff is a podcast or a course by itself and it's just dropped this insight and knowledge. Yeah, that was just so, one of those weird things. It's it's hard to do on purpose because it can mm. feel weird. Like it's like imagine if you, someone told you you need to meet friends on purpose, right? Yeah. And it's just a weird thing. Like, do I go to like my Lego club or whatever for you? It'd be like my local Lego gathering and like meet fellow Lego people. Like it's just like a weird thing to do on purpose. Like when you're mm. like even like dating and stuff would be like weird. Like I met my wife on the train, which is probably weird enough, but like I would never I would not be comfortable using like the apps like the like the kids do these days. Like it's just like you have to like swipe through people and qualify them. Like it's probably what, what recruiters do when they're looking at resumes, like they're looking at a snapshot, <laughs> like the same way someone looks at like your bio like you have a witty bio and like have to have a back and forth chat i just find that weird networking like is one of those things that if you just do it naturally and you have good friends in the industry you can bypass stuff from a career standpoint like negotiating salary and all that kind of stuff that's a different thing like that's basically there's three factors that determine that your internal value your external value and your financial security but like should have to explain that uh in basically your internal uh, security is basically how valuable you are to the company. So, like, if you if you leaving would cause a huge thing, that's how valuable you are. That's a really good negotiating thing for your salary. The external one is kind of like what I have is basically I could leave and get another job. So, like, people know your reputation is quite at a level where you can do that. Financial security is like, well, I've got these sick affiliate websites on the site. I don't need this. Like, basically, you have those three things determine your ability to negotiate salary. And if you can master them well, um, you can negotiate pay with your existing employer. You can negotiate pay with your prospective future employees. And you can uh, just make sure you don't make any mistakes. Bring up salary early in the discussion when you're interviewing for roles and make sure that's fully transparent during the process. And if, you know, you don't want to be stuck, just basically mention stuff like superannuation or can we do like mention stuff that's like businessy like do we have options to do salary sacrifice all that kind of stuff even if you have no interest on it it means that you're conscious of salary and they have to kind of like be conscious of that when they're giving you an offer you're not desperate for money brilliant and on that note because i am mindful of time i am thank (laughs) you for so much for your time i think it's time to walk your doggo and similar Mm. for me So thank you very much, Peter. It's been, wow, it's it's been an hour of just gangbuster knowledge. That's like a few lectures. That was a lecture series. Thank you. That was a lecture series. It was just me reading my resume and just remembering (laughs) things. I I literally forgot a lot of this stuff until I had to think about it for this talk. And I actually realized, I didn't actually realize how I learned SEO, which was scary. Mm. (laughs) It's like, where did the fucking knowledge come? All right, Daniel, thank you so much. Thank Thank you you so much. All right, everyone, that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Dreading Sundays. I hope you found it interesting because I sure did. And I'll see you on the flip side.